Who's feeling good this morning? It's feeling good. It's 10.45. I like, uh, I like the 10.45 service. I also like the 9 a.m. service. I have no preference, but I like it. But we're feeling good this morning. We're good. We're, 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 we're stoked to be here. If we haven't met before, my name's Riley, and um, I'm part of the team here. And I'm excited to share with you this morning, and I, and I truly believe that, uh, that what we're looking at this morning and, and the passage, the, the story that we're going to look at, it's speaking to my life where I'm at right now. It, it's, it's moving in my life. And so I want to encourage you all this morning that as we open this word, let's have expectant hearts. Let's be ready to encounter what God would share with us this morning. Let's, let's prepare ourselves right now in this moment and say, God, would you speak to me through this word? Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to be here with you, and um, I'm, I'm definitely 100% preaching to myself uh, more than anything else in this Word, and so uh, it, it, I'm excited, I'm excited for it. But I have a question for us this morning. Have you ever gone and set out on a goal to do something, and then a little, maybe halfway through it, you kind of give up? Now, for an example, has anyone thought that you can think of a quick example in your head? For me, a big one of this is running. I loathe running. I really, really, really want to run. Like, I want to get fit. I want to be the kind of guy that's like, yep, I want to run a marathon. I'm speaking to my buddy, Ben Hutch, and I'm saying, dude, you need to teach me how to run a marathon. But whenever it comes to actually running, I lace up my shoes, I run 100 meters down the road, and I get there, and I just think to myself, why are you doing this? This is stupid. You have a wife and child at home. Why don't you just go hang out with them? And although I have this goal to be fit and this goal to be healthy and this goal to be able to run a marathon, when I'm in the moment and I'm actually running, I don't want to do it, so I give up. How, how, many, how many people can relate to that story? You know, that, that's so real. And, you know, for, for, for some of us that, that study, uh, you, you know, you sit down and study your computer and you're like, I'm going to do this assignment and I'm going to do it real well. So you open your computer, and as you go onto the internet to Google something, you see the little Netflix <laughs> saved little bookmark, and you're just like, right, I'll just go one episode before I get into this assignment. And next minute, it's 3 a.m., and you've done nothing. You have this goal to, be, to, to learn, to grow, to, to do this assignment, but as you get there, you're like, you start doing it, and, and our reality is we, we switch our focus off, and we're like, oh, maybe not. Now, what about tax time? Is anybody, you know, we just hit tax time. Has anybody gone to sit down and do that taxes yet? I'll be honest with you. I haven't done mine. I feel like the reality is you sit down, you open your computer again to do taxes, and you start thinking about money. And so as you start thinking about money, you start thinking about all the things you could buy. <laughs> so you start buying things. And then, you know, you're like, I want to get my tax back, or you're, you're procrastinating having to pay more tax, or whatever it is, and you have this goal to do the thing, but as you start doing it, you start to find yourself going, actually, no, nah, I can't be bothered doing that anymore. But how often is that in so many areas of our lives? These are sort of some, some fun examples, but how, how often is that in so many areas of our life do we find, you know, we set out on a goal, but as we start doing that thing, we switch our focus on the goal at hand and the reality that we face, and we give up altogether. I want to open the Bible, and I want to look at it. We'll look at a story. It's a very, very uh, popular story. It gets used a lot, and uh, you know, every time I read this, it speaks to me. And so I, I want to look into it and I dive into it. 
Um, and, and it kind of speaks a little bit into this reality. And so it's Matthew 14, 22 uh, onwards. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him. Now Jesus had just done the feeding of the 5,000. It's an amazing miracle. He's fed everyone. It was awesome. And then now, uh, now that he's, uh, he's, he's done with that, he, he gets the disciples. He's like, go ahead of me to the other side. So he dismissed the crowd, and, while, and after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later, night, later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. It's pretty cool. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a gross. A ghost? It's a gross ghost. No. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. We need to know that that it is I is actually an echo of, of the great I am from the Old Testament as God revealed himself, it is Yahweh. It is, Jesus is actually saying, it's, not, it's me, Jesus, I'm here, but I also want you to know that it is God. I'm here and I'm here and I'm Jesus, but also know that I'm God too. And then Peter, a little bit cheekily, I like this. I like Peter and I like the way that he goes about this. He says, Lord, if it's you, he calls him out, tell me to come to you on the water. So Jesus is like, I see what you're doing here, Peter. Come. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. He literally stepped into a miracle and he walks on the water. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. You know what I love as I read this story, as I, I see this picture, Jesus literally calls Peter out onto the water into a miracle. And he calls out to him, he says, Peter, come. And Peter walks into this miracle, but he began to say, and what this says so clearly to me is that when God calls, it doesn't change. Just because Peter was out, he was doing something, when God calls, the calling doesn't change. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you find yourself in, the calling stays the same. And so for all of us, we, I believe that each one of us here, we're all called to something. First and foremost, we're all called to exactly the same thing. We're all called to be followers of God. We're called to be Christ followers. Uh, and so that means in every area of our lives to follow Him, to put Him first, to say, God, you are number one in my life and I'm going to follow you. First and foremost, we all have that calling. Can I get an amen? We know that. We all know that that's, that's our calling. But then as we follow him, as we're followers of God, he gives us and he invites us to specific things and specific callings in our lives. For, for, for some of us, we, we find a calling into a career path. We find a call, calling to study different things. We find callings to join teams. Sometimes we feel like God, we feel God inviting us to share Christ in our workplaces. We feel uh, sometimes God puts on our heart a name to go share who He is. There's so many different things that God calls us to do, but the reality is we're all called. So when I talk about being called, we're all called first and foremost to follow Him, but then He also, he also invites us to so many amazing things, and it's, uh, it's a really cool thing. And so the call, it never changes. 
But what the reality is about following God, whether it be following Him with our life, that's scary. That's hard. Following God in our life, that's not easy. That's scary. Saying, God, you are in control of my life. God, I am following you. Jesus, take the wheel. Like you are in charge of saying that, God, not my will, but your will be done. That's scary. That's not always easy. That's not always, you know, what we imagine it will be. It's scary and it can be hard. And then as he calls us to specific things, it can be hard and it can be scary. Peter was walking on the water. It would have been so scary. But when, Peter, when Jesus calls out to Peter, you know, that would have been hard and, hard and scary. But Jesus didn't go, hey, Peter, why don't, you just, why don't you just try and walk on the water, see how it goes? He doesn't say, she'll be right, mate, just hurry up, come along. He doesn't say, yeah, come out on the water, maybe. Jesus says to Peter, come. And Peter steps out in faith. And that call from Jesus, it never changed, no matter where Peter found himself on that walk. It can be hard and scary, but when God calls, when Jesus calls, that calling is, is rock solid and we can hold on to that. And we can walk on that in faith. And so we understand this idea that we, 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 we can understand this idea that the call, it doesn't change. Can I get an amen to that? And so we have got to ask ourselves this question, how, how, do we, how do we continue to walk out on the water? How can we t continue to follow God with this call? How do we continue to follow, uh, follow God and the calling that he has for us uh, even, and when we know that the calling doesn't change? I want us to picture Peter for that moment. And so Peter, he's called out to Jesus. And Jesus has told him to come. And in that first moment, it's this amazing thing. We're in a, in a whole lot of faith Peter steps off the boat onto water. He literally steps into a miracle. And he starts walking towards God in the middle of a miracle. Jesus is over there and he's watching him and he's going to him and he's, and he's, and he's following that call from Jesus. Jesus said, come, and he's doing it. And he's walking on the water. It's this amazing, amazing moment. But why did Peter sink? We know Peter didn't sink because nothing changed. Peter didn't sink because the wind and the waves and the reality was too much for, for Jesus, was too much for God. Peter sank because as he was walking and he was focused on God, he began to look, he began to look down at the water lapping on his feet. He looked up to see the wind and the effects that it had on the water. He, he might have looked back to look at the boat to see that it was bouncing up and down in the wind and the waves. He might have looked around and seen that it was dark and that he's out in the middle of the water and that if he sank, he would have died. All while forgetting that Jesus was standing right there. And he had called him out and the only reason Peter sank was because his focus switched off Jesus and onto his reality. His focus steered away from the thing that had called him to where he was and onto the reality that he faced. So for us to live out a calling from God, for us to, 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 to although we know that the calling doesn't change, to, to actually carry that out, it requires choosing our focus. 
Choosing our focus to be on God no matter what our circumstances look like, no matter what we find ourselves in. We need to focus on Jesus. So a few ways that how, I've got a few ways for us how we can do that, how we can be focused on Jesus. And the first way is people. It takes people to help us focus on Jesus. I use Ryan as an example in the first service. You know, the reason why I'm friends with Ryan is not because we talk about sports and not because, you know, we like four drives and things like that. You know, it's a bonus. But the reason that I'm friends with Ryan is because Ryan focuses me towards God. When I'm going through life, when I'm doing life, he doesn't, he doesn't say, oh yeah, that reality, that situation is bad. He focuses me to God. We need people around us that are gonna focus us to God. We can't do this on our own. You know, I can imagine if Peter was walking on the boat, I, I feel like, I don't, I don't know, but I feel like the other disciples are just standing there in amazement. But imagine if they were cheering Peter on. And they're saying, Peter, keep going. You can do this. He's right there. Keep walking to Jesus. We need people around us. We need accountability. We need people that we trust and we know. We need, I'm a massive advocate for mentors and mentoring. I think the value that, that is in that is so great. And say to find someone and say, you're a little bit further along than me. I value everything that you have to say. I want you to speak into my life. Mentors, accountability in our lives to, to say to people, this is where I wanna be. This is where I am. I need your help to get there. We need people in our life. To, to focus us on Jesus. The next thing is, is church, is, is the body of Christ. You, you often hear people say, I don't, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian, and that's true, you don't have to go to church to have faith, but the reality is, you know, how, how can we be focused on God when we're not a part of the body of Christ moving together to bring kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? As we're in church, as we're with church, it takes us together focusing one another on God, doing life together, doing church, doing ministry to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. It's really hard to be focused on God when we're not connected with the body, when we're separate from the body of Christ. We need to be a part of the church. The third thing is, imagine conference, sneaky plug. <laughs> Now, I joke, but the reality is there are certain times in life when we need to set aside and prioritize time to seek after God. There's certain times in our life where we need to realign or refocus our heart, our mind, and our soul onto God. A few weeks ago, uh, maybe more than that, I can't remember now, everything's blurring into one, but I have a small child, that's why. <laughs> a few of us staff, we went away to Hillsong Conference. Because we realize that, you know, as much as we are doing church week in, week out, we've got people around us, there's times and moments where we need to set aside, we need to prioritize and say, I'm going to realign and focus my heart and mind on God. And I believe that Imagine Conference is going to be that for so many of us. It's a chance to prioritize and say, I am going to realign my focus with God. I'm going to focus on Him in this moment. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Now, this last one is, you know, I, I believe it's so valuable and I think that it, it can't be substituted and it is a daily decision to draw close to God. It's going every day I'm going to draw near to Him. I'm going to, I'm going to set aside time, you know, it might be in the morning, it might be at night, it might be in your lunch break, whatever it looks like, but every day to say, God, I'm going to draw near to you. I know how dry and empty I feel in a day when I haven't had a chance to draw near to God, when I, well, I hadn't, haven't made the, the time to draw near to God. 
So how, how, can we, how can we live out this life that we've got to be Christ followers when we're not actually drawing, to, drawing ourselves close to God? And so it's a daily decision to say, I'm going to draw near to God, whatever that looks like in your life. So we're gonna invite the team up now. So we have to keep our focus on Jesus. We need, to, we need to focus on Jesus and what he's calling us to. As we know, he's calling us all to be Christ followers and he gives us specific callings in our lives. And I said this earlier that, that for myself, uh, I, um, I'm, uh, this message, this uh, scripture is speaking to me uh, so much. I literally feel like I'm living this out at the moment. And for a lot of you know that I'm uh, me, my wife and my, uh, my, our daughter, Evie, we're going to be moving to uh, London in a few weeks. I've only got a few weeks left here. And, you know, we're really excited for that. It's a really, it's a really cool moment. But we felt the call from God. And I, and I feel like Peter in this moment. And I remember when we first started to hear about this calling. We first started to hear the opportunity that it was. It was like this opportunity to go live, study, and work in London. That's sick. Come on. I'm stoked. And so we started to hear this and we started to, 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 to think about it and we started to pray into it. And as we felt the call from God, just much like Peter in a step of faith, we stepped off the boat. And we said, yeah, I'm coming. I'm all in. And it was this exciting moment of first faith. But then as we started to walk and we're starting to as we're focused on Jesus and the call that He's given us to go do this thing, this experience that we have and, and the thing that we know that God wants for us and that we're gonna learn and grow through it, as we're doing it and as we're walking it out and we're walking it out in faith, we be, begin to realise that we've got to tell our friends and family that we need to leave. We need to wrap up at work. We need to pack up our house. I hate moving. It's the worst. We need to do budgets. Like I said earlier, it's tax time. Haven't done that yet. Who's done a budget? It's in my head. We gotta do budgets. We gotta get visas, which we don't have yet, by the way. We're praying about that. You can pray for it with us. And our reality at the start, we stepped off the boat in faith and it was exciting. And as we started to walk, we started to face the reality of the call from God that it was hard and it was scary and it wasn't everything that we thought it was gonna be. And I remember turning to Tay one day and just saying, God's called us to this. Why is it so hard? I was frustrated. I didn't understand why it was so hard. And she turns to me and she says, just because God called you to it, called us to it, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that's the reality of Peter walking on water. That's not easy. But the only thing that we have and our only choice that we have is to focus on God. No matter what our situation, no matter what the wind and the wave looks like, no matter what our, our struggles would be in our life, that whole way we need to be focused on God. We can't look away because we'll begin to sink and we'll begin to be consumed by those winds and those waves. I've learned that when God's called us to something, when we're on the boat, we can't question it when we're in the middle of the water. Because when we're in the middle of the water, that's when it takes faith to carry us on. So I ask you and where you're at in your life and your faith journey and, and, and what you're going through at the moment, wherever you are, 
what are you focused on? Are you focused on Jesus? Are you focused on God and, and His calling on your life? Or are you focused on your reality and your struggles? Because I want to encourage us today, we just simply cannot do anything that God calls us to if we're looking at the wind and the waves and not at the face of Jesus. It takes being focused on God to carry that call out. So we're gonna sing this song now. It's gonna be a moment for us to realign our focus on God. So I'm gonna pray. I might actually get you to stand. And as we sing this song, I want, it's another in the fire. It just talks about no matter where we find ourselves, God, Jesus, our Heavenly Father, He's standing right there. He's holding our hand through it all. And so I wanna encourage us this morning as we begin to sing this song, that this would be a declaration in our heart, in our soul, to say, God, I'm taking my focus off my reality, off my situation, and I'm gonna realign my focus on you. So I'm gonna pray and we're gonna sing. Lord, we just thank you this morning for the reality that is the calling from God. We want to thank You that it doesn't matter where we find ourselves in, what our situation is, what our life looks like, that You are there with us always. And right now, Lord, I just pray for Your Spirit in this place, that we would realign our focus on You, that we would be focused on You and not on the winds and waves. Lord, we want to, we want to be after You and after what You're calling us to and not consumed by those things. Lord, we thank You for this. We praise You, Lord. Let's sing.